probably my easiest guest to, to book uh, with Did my... Did you just call me easy? <laughs> well, this is a quickie, right? <laughs> uh, but I got to remember, this is a family-friendly podcast, so... The Tesla Q podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial, investment, or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the Tesla Q podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 58 of the Tesla Q podcast. I am sitting here next to my wife. This is going to be a quick, hopefully, interview with the wife of TQP. You may recognize her voice from the disclaimer at the beginning of all the episodes since some of the earlier ones. So welcome, wife of TQP. Thank you for having me. It only took you 58 episodes. Ah, 58 episodes. <laughs> so uh, we have some friendly banter, but I would like to think that we have a healthy marriage. Um, so I'm going to try to make this quick because there's something that I want to get to that's in about 20 minutes, so hopefully under 20 minutes. Uh, one thing that I've said many times, which has somewhat frustrated my wife, is that I will have talked to her, told her something about some something that's happened with Tesla. And then I'll say, oh man, I wish I was recording that because then I would, wouldn't have to, to say it twice. You know, I'd, I'd tell her and it would be recorded for the podcast. So this is uh, my first instance of hopefully doing that. Uh, but before, before we get started, is there anything that you'd like to, to say to the audience out there? You're welcome. I'm sharing my husband with you. Enjoy. <laughs> if you couldn't tell that was legitimate angst in her voice. So you listened to the episode a few episodes back, I think it was 55, The Ballad of TQP, mm-hmm. where I referred to you and how you inspired me to become a short seller, not because that was your goal, but just because of the way things happened. You did listen to that one? I did listen to that. I'm just a little pessimistic, so you're the optimistic one in our relationship. That is that is indeed true. So in that episode, I was somewhat lamenting the fact that I hadn't been doing so well in the market, but with last week's craziness with the coronavirus, I have done pretty well again lately, and her steering me in that direction has turned out to (laughs) look like it may pay dividends at some point, even though I'm still down on Tesla and down for the year, but I see a light at the end of the tunnel, so that's good. Yay, light. (laughs) Um, So the, the main story that I wanted to to tell you uh, from today is not directly related to Tesla, uh, but I did want to tell you, and why not include it in a recording? Because it's not enough just to talk to his wife. No, he has to talk to everyone else too. (laughs) So uh, last week, with some of the success with some uh, short-term put trades with Tesla shares, I ended up with a nice cash balance in the account. So I used part of that and started a position in Volkswagen and also General Motors that might have been yes that actually might have been yesterday I may have not told you that yet Mm-mm. also Disney uh, towards the end of last week uh, one of my uh, most faithful listeners suggested recently that I give out some stock ideas these are not advice they're just ideas um, so 
a few long ideas since the last episode. Disney, Volkswagen, General Motors. And today, I started yet another new position. And that was a random one, which I, I this is not at all a recommendation. But I purchased some shares of VTIQ, which is a special purpose acquisition company that's going to be utilized to bring Nikola Motor Company public. Do you recall me mentioning Nikola Motor Company before? Only a hundred times. <laughs> Only a hundred times? Uh, so I've been aware of Nikola Motor Company since I, I think it was late 2016. It might have been 2017. But um, apologies for the buzz. I, I I don't have headphones in since I'm talking to, to my wife, but I don't think it'll I don't think we can fix it, dear. But I want to fix it. It'll be okay. Okay. Um, actually, I know how to fix it. We'll just hit the do not disturb on the on the Slack. Oh. Okay, so I'm gonna fix this. Uh, what do you know about Nikola Motor Company, dear? Oh, I don't remember a whole lot about it. You don't remember? Weren't they going into um electric trucks? Yes. Okay. But also not just electric, but fuel cell electric. So powered by hydrogen oh that's right hydrogen. so there are a lot of a lot of development things that have to happen for them to be successful which are not at all certainties one being hydrogen production one being building the distribution network to actually fuel their trucks also the fuel cells need to be properly developed so that they'll last long enough to be useful and all that good stuff but you, you remember when i watched their Nicola Day or whatever it was, their YouTube video, mm -hmm. and I was excited about the, the jet <laughs> ski and all that, that other stuff. You guys, he is a true nerd. He's thoroughly excited, but he also loves the water, hence the jet ski joy. Yes. So, yeah. So I've been excited about Nicola Motor Company for quite some time. They don't have any products that are actually sold and on the market yet, uh, so there is definitely some, some risk that they may not make it to market. Some people who I highly respect have even suggested that, that they might be a fraud. So to be logically consistent as the host of the Tesla Q podcast, my plan is to, although I've already purchased a long position of the acquisition company that's going to become Nikola as a public company, I so even though I'm long, I'm going to re remain skeptical and be on the lookout for any potential... Uh, red flags of fraudulence. I, I may even have some other avenues from which to, to do that, that that other people may not have due to where I live and, and whatnot, but we'll see about that. Uh, not to say insider information, but just geographical. some geographical observations and such. So I'll keep my eyes out. Uh, I'm sure I'll tweet about Nicola plenty more. Uh, one thing that I mentioned today was that they – Adding, adding those shares was part of my throwing shade at Elon basket of companies, which General Motors and Volkswagen are clearly substantial parts of. I also will be looking at Ford and Daimler very closely in the near future. They both have a dividend yield of greater than 9%, which is quite high. So dividends, you've heard of dividends before, right, dear? Yes, of course. Yeah, not to not to insult your intelligence, but uh, I've had high school finance. Hello. <laughs> yeah, well, some some people out there in the financial world nowadays probably think that dividends are old fashioned, and mm. 
and silly. And why, why would you pay a dividend? Why wouldn't you invest that back in growth? Because Tesla is just like Amazon because they don't make money because they have negative net income. Thus, they're exactly like Amazon. I mean, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Free cash flow. What's that? Mm. Um, so I, I think we're actually going to succeed in making this a short episode. So Yay. what uh, do you have any interview questions for me to uh, turn the tables? Have you? Put you on the stop. stop here. <laughs> have you been pleased with your last year of Tesla Q podcasting? Yes. All other than uh, not feeling like I have enough time to do it justice. Along with all the other things that I would like to do in life, like be a good husband. (laughs) Uh, He does pretty good, guys. Don't worry. Pretty good. You're not going hungry, right? Well, I'm the one who cooks most of the time. Of course, I'm not going hungry. Neither of us are going hungry. Um, And you're you're not afraid that I'm going to blow our entire uh, retirement savings by being a silly trader or anything like that. No, we're we're diversified, I think, in many different ways, and I trust you. So much so that when we went out to eat recently, and I wanted to spend all kinds of money on all kinds of tasty food, you were a little anxious. <laughs> yes, and I should point out that that was uh, before last week uh, when I had the 20% day and the t- 9% day, which helped tremendously with my level of confidence, which is sad i shouldn't i shouldn't let my confidence be driven by my performance but alas also momentary it'll get better as you go yeah it'll keep getting up there and i feel like i've i feel like the journey to to this point has been very very valuable in fact earlier tonight i was listening to some episodes from about a year ago and just thinking about things and how close tesla legitimately was to the brink about a year ago before their May capital raise and of course they had their February 2020 capital raise and what one part that really stuck out to me was that in their April uh, I think it was April 4th 2019 deliveries report they had a little line in there that said we have sufficient cash which who puts that in their delivery report I mean that that but at the time they needed to put that there to I guess give some confidence that they weren't going to miss payroll the next week or something. So they were legitimately close to bankruptcy, but they got saved by the capital raise for now. <laughs> so many times. It's, it's just mind-blowing that they're still chugging along. And, and now, uh, I think today they closed at just under $750 per share. So that's a lot of, uh, a lot of room to fall from there uh, if, they, if, if the Model Y is not a big success, which who knows? Model Y deliveries are supposed to start soon. We'll see. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, any other interview questions? Do you feel like you ever get tunnel vision or pigeonholed into this Tesla quest? Yes. And actually, I think the last couple weeks have been great in that regard because when I got, uh, when I ultimately covered the substantial short position of shares on February 3rd and 4th, that that helped me to be to have a much more flat Tesla position. I still had a little bit of a short position with some puts and such, but it, it gave me a more neutral viewpoint. Uh, and actually, even on Twitter lately, there's there's a few select bulls that I interact with a fair amount of time, and and they seem to actually enjoy interacting with me. Like uh, 
Earl, the frump puppy guy, and uh, <laughs> James Stevenson, the I, I cannot enough guy. He he's uh, he's been friendly to interact with, and uh, someone I think just last night or this morning commented on how nice it was to see a cordial interaction between a Tesla bull and a Tesla bear. So yes, I definitely have had tunnel vision uh, too much in the past and been too negative, and I think my new philosophy of taking trading profits as soon as they present themselves. And I think that helps a lot too, as far as not trying to make everything in one trade. Like you're not going to make, you're not going to be able to retire off of a single trade. That's a very terrible <laughs> thought and idea, but it's an idea that I had in my head early on in the, the whole Tesla saga, but a much better way to trade this thing if you're a short-term trader is to make multiple trades and make take the profits when they present themselves there will be future opportunities uh, don't don't let yourself think there won't be future opportunities that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that I would say and do you still feel that the podcast is a good way for you to process all that's going on and be a historian of sorts yes I definitely do and actually another another thought that I've had which I thought I was maybe going to just send an email out to, to patrons, but um, I'm contemplating maybe stopping, either stopping being a patron, having a Patreon thing, or, or requesting people subscribing as a, a Patreon contributor, or trying to ramp that up and make that a, a more substantial part of the podcast. So I think, I think I'm very close to a crossroads of needing to decide... Do I want to ramp up the Patreon and give patrons a lot more uh, exclusive content or cancel it all together, just let it be free, not feel obligated to put content out? Um, because clearly I use Twitter a lot and that's not going away, but don't have patrons on Twitter. So mm-hmm. so I do think the podcast is a good, definitely a good outlet and also... Um, I, I don't think that I'm done doing interviews, so there could be future interviews with decent guests. Although the the chart cast has uh, has done well so far, starting off, and the whole format of TC's chart cast is solely to be interviews. So is there? That's not to say that I won't won't do interviews. I will definitely do interviews again in the future, but I'll also just randomly talk into the microphone and. Maybe even ask my wife to interview me. So, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe one time when she's not sick, huh? That, that not might be good. with the coronavirus, mind you. Uh, as far as we know, <laughs> as far there's as not we enough know. test kits here in America, dear. Okay, I have traveled nowhere. I never get yeah, sick. I've... I had not one decibel over my decibel temperature. What? What am I going for? Degree. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. I, yeah. <laughs> Measurement. We haven't eaten I've dinner been... yet, so her brain Ooh. is not and functional. sleep deprivation because of ding, 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 Twitter. <laughs> yes, I can. Not keep... my Twitter. I am not on Twitter. I'm... I'm not on any form of social media. This man makes up for all of that. I do keep her up sometimes because I <laughs> am tweeting and such. But, but uh, yeah, she, she'll be a guest again in the future. Maybe even... She may. I may even request that she prepare questions in advance instead of on the fly, like tonight. So yeah, thanks um, for springing this on me. <laughs> yeah. So if if you've enjoyed her as a guest and and want to 
want her to, to be a guest again. She's probably my easiest guest to, to book. Uh, with Did my... you just call me easy? <laughs> well, this is a quickie, right? <laughs> uh, but I got to remember, this is a family-friendly podcast, so we'll keep it uh, on brand. It's almost 16 minutes now, so okay. we should probably have a f- final question or two, maybe, maybe not. Do you think that we're a good balance financially with your uh, interests and ambitious ambitions and uh, my... Uh, I don't know, conservatism and pessimism. And, and, pessimism. <laughs> uh, and frugalness. I'm, I, I'm quite frugal. I think we're a pretty good, we're a pretty good match. I, I've tried to, I've mentioned to her a few times that I would like for her to to learn how to analyze equities and and I'd and, like for you and to make learn. her own make make a few <laughs> stock picks of her own, but uh, I'd she like for she you. doesn't she doesn't have. Uh, a desire, a strong desire for that. She wants me to learn how to dance better. Yeah, and, uh, it can't windy. Oh, mm, it, do some uh, of those swing outs. Get you a nice fedora. <laughs> so maybe, maybe at some future point, I will convince uh, my wife here that she should pick a few stocks, and uh, and and maybe I'll learn how to dance a little bit better for her. Mm, but oh, I've told you before that when uh, when we start getting our kids into it, we can enroll me. <laughs> The remedial class. The remedial class. Stop picking for dummies. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll make you watch Jim Cramer. Oh no, no. Last last night, uh, I actually watched a few Cramer oh, videos on like YouTube, and uh, yeah, she she heard him screaming and rambling, and she couldn't see the clown makeup on his face. But <laughs> I should I should be more friendly. Jim has some he has some good thoughts sometimes, and uh, I actually bought one of his books at the recommendation of someone from Tesla Q Twitter. So he's not, he's not all bad, but he's mostly for entertainment on television. And a lot of people watch him. Uh, he's got a, a wide audience. I have a very thin audience. So anything else, dear? We got, no, I'm uh, hungry. we got dinner to eat, right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Uh, please do uh, let, let me know if you, Want her to be a, a guest again or a host. She could be a guest host of the, the Test Like You podcast. But, uh, if they say no, don't tell me because I might just throw out your microphone. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this has been episode number 58 of the Test Like You podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. All right. Really quick as an addendum. Uh, so that first part of the episode was recorded on the 3rd of March, 2020. That's the day that I opened my initial VTIQ position at a cost basis of eleven eighty-five. Uh, I I'll just have to note that Nikola's CEO Trevor Milton was on CNBC today, and that caused the share price to go up quite a bit more. It was already up quite a bit earlier in the day before he was on, but ultimately it finished the day up twenty-seven point eight three percent. And then in the after hours, it went up even further. Uh, so it closed the day at fourteen seventy. In the after hours, it got as high as 15.92. That's for VTIQ. Uh, so huge, huge jump the day after I opened my position uh, in the SPAC that is going to become Nikola once that merger is finalized. Uh, I I should say that I have still not fully done adequate due diligence and gone and read the SEC filing. I think it's a Form 425 that's been filed so far, not an S1 because it's not like an IPO. It's an SPAC merger thing. And as part of that, near the top of that form, they talk about uh, the fact that there's the VTIQ 
And there's also some warrants. So there's VTIQW and VTIQU. And those actually both had much higher percentage gains today than VTIQ. So one of them, I think, was a warrant. And one of them was a warrant plus the VTIQ shares or whatever you call it. Uh, so this whole SPAC thing is still new to me. It's quite incredible to see a 36% single day gain for it today. But uh, I'm glad I jumped in when I did even though it may have been a bit bit less due diligence than I would recommend normally on the mechanics of the entities at least. I do have a long background of following Nikola, so I'm kind of familiar with Trevor's uh, management style and how he portrays himself. And one big thing that I've noticed is that he seems to have a degree of humility which is not present in the person that is Elon Reeve Musk. So that's one big difference between those two guys. Another company that you can't yet invest in on the uh, public stock markets that similarly has a founder CEO who has some different characteristics than Elon Reeve Musk is Rivian with RJ Scaringe. Might be mispronouncing his last name, but he, through uh, the development of Rivian, the start of start of it and everything, he spent about ten years or something doing the actual development, not making public noise, but just developing the the skateboard or whatever it's called that that the Rivian is going to use uh just head down quiet development not not pumping the capabilities of the technology or anything which I will say that that uh Trevor Milton in this regard does cause me some a little bit of pause particularly the the battery announcement they made a few few months ago where they claimed some massive breakthrough in battery technology. But uh, both those guys, Trevor Milton and RJ Scaringe, have some differences from Elon Musk that caused me to think that they may may have a chance to be more successful at running a business that actually makes money and is not wholly reliant on a combination of subsidies and new investor capital. Uh, That said, Nikola is clearly an early stage company and still needs outside capital. And with this deal, with the pipe included, they're going to have about a billion dollars to work with. But uh, one one other thing that's that's vastly different from Tesla is that Nikola is actually partnering with other companies rather than trying to vertically integrate everything and do everything themselves. So that's one huge difference, which also Rivian shares that difference. Rivian has has some pretty substantial partnerships with Ford and with Amazon. Ultimately, Amazon placed a 100,000 vehicle order with Rivian. So another another huge difference there. I'll be interested to see where Rivian ends up as a as an entity, whether they are standalone ultimately or if Amazon or Ford absorbs them. Uh, I'm getting a little off track. going to mess up the name of this podcast, which was a quickie interview. Uh, but one last thing that I'll say is that today, March the 4th, 2020, General Motors held their battery EV day, whatever it was called. So they announced uh, some pretty pretty big plans. I think the headline number is that they are going to spend $20 billion in developing electric vehicles and autonomous technologies between now and 2025. I think if I'm remembering right, the Hyundai Kia group is planning to spend 25 to 30 billion in roughly the same time frame. Uh, I'll just have to say that uh, my expectations for Tesla based on their recent research and development spend and capex spend is that they will be spending substantially less money on development but as the bulls would say they have a huge lead they're six years ahead of everyone else and all that stuff but uh today 
GM's day, they announced that their new battery electric vehicles will have longer range and faster acceleration and be able to charge faster than Tesla's. So we'll see what happens with that. So the earlier bye-bye, which I don't think I'm gonna edit out, is null and void. So this will be the true ending of episode number 58 of the Tesla Q podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.